For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on July 20th, 2016, with another live coaching episode with Deborah Conrad. Hey, Deborah, how are you? Hi, Charlene. Hi, everyone. Good morning. It's morning yeah. for me. So. It is morning for you, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's just jump right in. How has things been going with the business? So, uh, oh, so many things I'm sure I should talk about. Let's see. I wish I'd have made notes. I had all these things running through my head. They'll come up. Um, so uh, my business, I I think I've talked to you before about how I had a rocky start at the first of the year. Yeah. And also a very, I had a very good start. So I was thinking about this yesterday. Hubby and I, of course, are in this together, and we sat down right, you know, I made a conscious effort to really sit down and review everything for days. You know, for days Mm -hmm. we would have um, an hour-long talk and stuff like that and different aspects of this business because he wants to eventually uh, quit, you know, close his business and and be doing what I'm doing full time. So made this very conscious effort to review um, what we did last, because we had a good year, not as good, of course, as, as I would have liked, but very close uh, and, and, and could see all the places where we needed improvement and things that um, looking at overall the way we do business, things we spend money on that, you know, let's see, you know, what should we cut this? Should we add this, you know, services and that kind of stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. all those, all those good things that you should do right after you have that whirlwind of, of Q4 and you and I talked um, on the thrifting for profit podcast and in this podcast about, you know, uh, Finding, going more specific, finding, you know, a niche um, and finding, uh, you know, get going uh, big into wholesale. And I jumped, as I do, (laughs) I jumped, you know, from the pan to the fire (laughs) or whatever it is, right? And, And my business uh was very level it was level not increasing at all and then and then i could start to see that dip starting and mm-hmm. uh very frustrated completely frustrated because um nothing was going to be able to be ramped up and we had talked about that we knew it was going to take time to ramp up um and it could be a year or two before 
we completely made the switch to being specifically in a niche, being specifically in in whole, all wholesale, blah blah blah. So, uh, but I had let other things. It wasn't that I wasn't replenishing. I was replenishing, but I wasn't finding my some of lot of my replenishables are are dying. Their mm-hmm. their slow death, and so I wasn't finding anything uh, new to bring to market. Um, a few, you know, some things, but things were not didn't feel stable. I don't know if that's if I'm explaining that correctly, but things did not feel like not that this business ever felt to me like but a yeah, complete there's a comfort thing. level. You know that that you can feel with certain things. It's like okay, this is this is good. You know, and if you don't have that feeling, it's it's very uncomfortable. Like you feel like you're buying the buying good stock that you're sending in enough to to you know that if if it all sells well right or the majority of it you know your a large percentage of it sells well in a certain period of time and you have your replenishables going in and you're finding your new things and you kind of keep your you kind of feel like you have that that um a certain level ac- accomplished or or mm-hmm. whipped or whipped <laughs> and then on top of that you are doing your gr- you know what you're going to do for growth and it, and I know that you know we, you talk about that you're going to add these lines or you're you know you've you've got these this That's- line that is um you've quit selling from this company, and I, you've got to, repl- you know, how that, you've yeah, got no, to replace I tell that. You, I, I'm kind of at that position with the company. Um, I've been selling this hand-dyed yarn from a company um, and other products that they, they make for like four years now. Um, and it's a good, steady stuff, you know. Not, it's like not, not blow things out, but it's a good, steady group mm-hmm. of products. So they were at the the trade show I was just at, and I went in and I placed an order um, at the show because they were doing um, a free shipping. And so I went back to the hotel the first night and made a list of all my replenishables I needed from them and took that to the booth and then ordered new stuff that they just introduced at this show, new colors and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So it was like a $5,000 order. So that was was Mm -hmm. a big order, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm home about a week from the trade show, and I get an email from the owner, and it says, it's come to our attention that you're selling these products on Amazon. We didn't give you permission to do that. Well, damn if they did, but it was four years ago. They probably forgot. And she says, so we've canceled your order you placed at the trade show, and we're done with you. That was it. That was it. You know, it was like you know, Charlene. I, I mean, I, I, I understand their business or their, it's their whatever. I don't get, I don't get the whole rudeness thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and like, like I like cheated them or something. It was just, you know, so I'm like. Okay, great. That's, you know, wonderful because I did really nice listings. And I wasn't the first one to bring their products to Amazon. Somebody else was selling them somewhere along the line because there were some listings already. But for the most part, I must have made 50 new listings with multi-variations on each of them because I had a lot of their products. 
And I thought, you know, here I am selling the pack of yarn that your MSRP is $35. I'm selling it for $39.99. So the, the typical response that you get that, that um, oh, our brick-and-mortar yarn stores will be upset is BS because, you know, if you're in the store and you see that yarn, you're a knitter. You're not going to, like, go order it online. You might take it home with you right away, even though you might have a room full of yarn. That's just how yarn people are. But if you've heard of their yarn and you don't have a yarn store near you, here's a place to get it, you know? Um, so or or you're, the, you're working on something and, oh, I need another skein. It's just ridiculous. You and, know? I don't, and I, you know, I mean, I don't, I, it does it all the way around. It makes no sense to us. I know that for some places that it makes complete sense to them and so we can't fault them for their their feeling yeah and i probably said this several times with the the yarn and knitting companies their thing is we want to protect the local yarn shop and there's even an acronym the lys people Mm -hmm. use that all the time but you know not everybody has one that's what i try to tell people so so I've lost this. Ron said, you know, he'll talk to her and all this kind of stuff. I said, no, I don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't want to deal with me. You know, there's a point where yeah. it's like, so my 5000 a month wasn't important enough to her. So mm-hmm. so, so, turn around to this. Um, at the same show, I met up with a woman who has uh, a yarn company. She's been in business a couple years now. And she she got a letter from Amazon a few months ago from a buyer at Amazon, they want to carry her stuff. And she said she put it in a pile because she just didn't have time to do oh, it. Oh, I remember you know? this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I now have the Amazon exclusive for her products. Um, she's uh, this... Uh, in this writing? In writing. In writing. In writing, <laughs> yep. And we have doing the brand registry for her. This is the company where Amazon says in the brand registry, she's authorized me to manage the brand on Amazon too. So... Um, Amazon has said, this just cracks me up, that the brand name must be on the product itself, not just on the packaging. And I'm like, right. okay. So every every two inches on that yarn, it has to it's, yeah, It has to say <laughs> blah, blah, yarn company. And I'm like, oh, my God, how stupid is this? And so then I, sh- I say, you know, you can't put the name on the yarn. That would, it's impossible. So then they come back again and say, well, that's a moot point. Because they didn't use that word because that's not too big of a word for them. But they, um, it's a moot point because you don't have authorization from the owner of the company. And I said, go back and look at the original application. There's her signed letter giving me authorization. So now I haven't heard back from them. But anyway, so now I've got one who wants to be on Amazon. She's, you know, she, she gets that this is a huge marketplace that, you know, her yarn can't be in every yarn store in the country. That just doesn't work that way. So she's okay, so, got the right so thing. Let me ask you, ask you some a question here. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but not having dealt with it, this train, this the way your train has gone, you've lost this one company, but you've picked up another company, similar type of product, um, you're trying to get this whole brand registry thing done before you put start selling their products. Um, Be- well, I'm I'm doing it basically because it was my way of pitching me to her on Amazon okay. that I could help her do this. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was my thing. Is here's why you should pick me over somebody else. I can do this for you. 
that's kind of why how I used it here. Um, but you're I not stopped from listing the products and starting to sell them. No, no, not at all. Okay. No. Okay. No. I don't have so, the product yet because they're they're custom dyed, you know. Um, oh, so, um, so she's dyeing them now, um, and then I'll then I'll make the listings. But I wanted to get the brand registry going. So anyway, the whole upshot of this whole thing was that's how stuff goes. So I lost this big one, you know, that I did all this work on making these beautiful listings and all of that. But now I've got another one. So mm. it'll take a while for this one to get to the point where the first one was. Because she just doesn't have as much a big of a line of products, but and it's and what about the name recognition? Both equally? Um, no, the other one is bigger because she's been around longer. But this okay. this company, she has brilliant packaging, brilliant name for the company. Um, really, she has a plan, and she did say later she was a business major, heavily in the marketing side, and you can see it. You know, she has branded her products. It's it's a brand, and it works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not real big. Um, she's very creative. She won the best booth at the trade show two years in a row. She was at the last one, too, and she won best booth both times. And she says they designed the booth so it fits in one suitcase. Genius, wow. you know? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. so that's the kind of so, thing that will happen to you, too. Is is things will be going along just fine, and somebody will get you know their nose out of joint or whatever, or decide they don't want to be on Amazon, or she may have made a deal with somebody else to be an exclusive on mm-hmm. Amazon, the one that cut me off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did say, "I want you to remove your products from Amazon immediately." Oh hell no! I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I bought them for you for resale. You've cut <sighs> me off, so. So what repercussions do you have to tell me I can't do it? It's not like right. you're going to take away something from me now. You know, I've right. got probably ten thousand dollars worth of stuff at Amazon from her, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to no. remove it from Amazon. Heck no. No, you can sell. You're going to sell through. I mean, that. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah. How? And oh. it's, but yeah, oh, that's like using a stick, but you have no recourse. You know, if you don't behave. Mm-hmm. What's she going to do with me? Cut me off? Well, she already did that, yeah. so there's no point, you know. You know, so. we've heard we've heard you and I both that there are there are creative types out there that have business sense, like B, the B company that you're going to work with, the the yarn company. But I mean, I'm saying mm-hmm. A and B. So A was yeah. original, B is the B new was company. The new one, yeah. So the B new company. Obviously, a very creative person, but in business, good business sense, right? Understands mm-hmm. things like all this stuff. A company, there's there's something to be said about a comp- any company that sits there and says, "Okay, so you're buying five thousand dollars from me every us from every month." Okay, when since when did five grand get to be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, you know, I I used to own a yarn shop. I know that her average yarn shop is not going to order as much as I do. Right. Um, but she I, may I have know. she may have fifty of them, and she oh, I'm, she, she does. she's probably in some kind of. I, I'm just trying to visualize. There may maybe you know. I mean, I've known people who've had like that kind of shop, a stitchery shop. Right, mm-hmm. and I know you've had a shop, 
And I know at one time that this would have been, this would be like, well, for instance, my uh, sister and brother-in-law owned a pet shop in our town. And when a Walmart came to town, um, you're going to put everybody out of business, right? That's mm-hmm. the mentality of not how do we make this work, but the big guys. And so you are, by association, Amazon. And you're the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, and, and or, I think the or company, they've given the exclusive to somebody else. So. Yeah, and Martha said that that's happened to her. She had a company, mm-hmm. after she placed $10,000 orders, they gave the exclusive to somebody else. But the best part was that the guy with the exclusive was a terrible seller and eventually stopped selling on Amazon. Um, Poetic I think just, there's a exactly. Point, yeah, there's a point where you, you've got um, – you have got to realize that Amazon is here for the long run for, you know, not necessarily with me, but whatever it's, it is Mm -hmm. a force, you know? Um, And if you consistently um, ignore it and don't embrace it, it's going to end up hurting, you know, your Mm -hmm. business as a, as a um, whole, you know, wholesaler or manufacturer or whatever. I mean, it will. And, you know, I, I certainly don't wish this woman bad luck, but it's a shame that, you know, a four-year relationship just got blown up like that, you know. She didn't even say, can we talk about this or can I give you a call? No, it was all by email. Like, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, my point is don't let it discourage you if it happens to you too, you know. Um, it Did lives. you feel like it was... I mean, that's easier said than done sometimes. I mean, when it oh, first it happened, personally. though, you you were kicking the wall, I'll bet. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I took it really personally, mm-hmm. which was dumb. I know I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's just you can't help but. You know, I think right. people who don't, who say they don't take it personally need need to really think, well, you do for a minute, even if it's not for a long time, um, you kind of feel hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I feel hurt. So anyway, um, and this is stuff that um, she does bags too, uh, fair trade bags from Nepal. And there's like 60 different ones. And Ron photographed all those really well. And it's like, oh, shit, you know. Mm. And I would be really annoyed if someone else gets on Amazon with them and on my listings I made. I don't, see, that's the personal part, you know. So, start, you know? You're going to start deleting those listings as soon as you sell out. Yeah, as, as I sell, sell through each one, I will. But that means they probably won't find them easily because we know how hard it is to, um, mm-hmm. to um, find stuff when it's gone. Even if we made the own listing and know what we said mm-hmm. and all that, sometimes it's hard to find yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Nicole, I will. I, I mean, I'll delete them to make it harder for the next person, but... Right. You know, it, they don't go away forever, you know. So anyway, that's kind of, um, that's business, you know. And um, there's too many nice people out there to deal with, like the new woman who I'm working mm-hmm. with with her company. Um, yeah. You know, and so she's um, she put together her best sellers, and that's what I'm starting with. I said, well, you know better than I do what's going to sell. You know, she has stuff in like 50 shops around the country. And so she knows which ones sell the best, you know. So she put together 10 of the, her best sellers 
and in each of them in three different colors. So that's 30 products to start. So we'll see, you know. That's awesome. That's really yeah, awesome. So. That's a good relationship. You're building a good relationship. Plus, yeah, yeah. you have the the whole thing that you're working towards with this brand registry. So, she, you know, it'll be a good partnership if you can just get Amazon. Ah, oh, telling you, Amazon sometimes. Oh. Well, and here's the reason I want to get the brand registry done also is I want to do the um, GTIN exemption because she doesn't have mm-hmm. barcodes on her products. And right. if if um, she knows I'm going to do that, but if I can do it without having to involve her as the brand rep, brand owner on Amazon, then that will make mm-hmm. it easier too. So I did yeah. get the um, kind of off topic the exemption for the stuff I import from India. It's good for okay. three months. I have a shipment on the way with some new products, and a lot of them are replenishing what I have, but some new designs. So I'll be able to use that exemption on those products now. So. Um, so kind of my suggestion as you're looking at wholesalers, because I know a lot of your stuff probably doesn't have barcodes either, the new wholesale stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, think about doing that if you find a line that you're going to keep regularly and it's a growing line. Look into doing that exemption um, for the barcodes, and that will keep us out of the barcode That's mess. That's really too. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we don't know when that's ever going to come, you know, rear its yeah. and actually be and actually be a real I have air quotes in the air here, a real issue. But when it does, um, I mean, you're, you're, you've always been telling us to be, you know, proactive and that's kind of a proactive step. So, um, um, another thing I'm telling you, Charlene, you seem to be able to get so much done. Doesn't (laughs) I tell you (laughs) that kind of thing? I I feel like it, but if I was sitting there, with you, it would be, probably be a different, you know. I mean, being in person is way different than just what we see, right? So, because like, a lot of people think, oh, Deborah's this great big seller and she has it all, to, you know, I see people say that all the time. You have it all together and all this. Oh, man, have I been talking a good talk or what? Because I, I you know, don't feel like I have it all together, Um a lot of the time. I mean, there are th- there are balls that I'm dropping. You know what I'm saying? You're, you've got all these balls in the air, and I feel like there's one dropping all the time. So. You know, I have to say, I feel that way, too. I really do. Like, And part of, part of it is I've made so many new listings the past couple of weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. count how many I've made. I've got one that has 27 variations in it, you know? Oh, my God. And just, just, I feel like, like I don't know, like I'm I'm gonna lose something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something's gonna go haywire. Um, so what I've been doing to try to get around that feeling, you know, it's it's a a, a line that has like ten styles and then like all these different colors in each style of stuff. So I am just focusing on one variation at a time. So it's not the most efficient way, I'm sure. But oh, and then you can add because you, once you make a listing that has some variations, then you can just right. keep adding them. Oh, great idea! So that's what great I've done idea. is so mm-hmm. I made the first listing with the generic name, you know, blah blah uh-huh. blah knitting supplies, you know, and then then I made I put one variation in there to, to right. make it a variation listing. In the description, I put the the boilerplate that 
goes for all of them. The thing about the company, you know, about these things. Um, so that went in there. Um, the made in USA and all those things that apply to every variation I took care of in the first one. Um, then I had that one variation. So then I said, okay, that one's good. Now there are two more colors of this style that I have. I'll do those two now. So mm-hmm. I did, you know, the product one and added the two more color variations. You know, make sure the skew was right. Um, for me, the skew always matches the manufacturer's part number. Makes reordering a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get the barcode from, you know, my spreadsheet of barcodes because they didn't come with them. And okay, th- that's all set. Okay, those are done. Then. For the next style of product, I did just one, again, got that just right, and then added the other colors, you know. Mm -hmm. So I did it in a, probably people would say very inefficient. You could do it a lot better with a spreadsheet or do them all at once. But I felt like because I wasn't really familiar with the products in the line, I felt like I would screw up. Like the knitting needle case I call the crochet case, you know, or whatever or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I felt I needed some sort of control that way. So, right. so I'm almost done. I have two more styles, but I only have one color of each of those. So like I'm in the home stretch. But it felt it kept me from getting that feeling, like you said, like you're going to lose something. Something's going to yeah. go. Something's going to fall you know? through the crack. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I know um, I'm constantly doing like uh, I – I'm starting to have to make it this conscious thing um, in my head, like on Wednesday, because I have either one or two podcasts I'm doing, which kind of um, is a, is a, is, it's, it's a good thing. I love doing it, but it's a break in that normal daily routine, uh, yep. uh, routine of, of working on my shipments or making listings or that kind of thing. Right. And so I, I, I just, said, you know, that kind of is the day that I need to be cleaning up the the paperwork and the phone calls and the, you know, things that like I got a shipment from a distributor that was missing something, making those kinds of phone calls and all that kind of stuff in that group of time when I'm already off 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 that other track. Isn't that funny? We've never talked about this, but for me, Wednesdays are the same way. Um, okay. Because my prime working my prime working time is morning. That's when I do best. Mm-hmm. But because the podcasts for me are at ten and noon, that, that means the morning's right. kind of gone. So I use right. the afternoon for all that. I don't want to say it's not busy work because it's important work, but all that those little picky little detail stuff that you got to do. Like you said, you know, tell them that they shorted you two items, you know, mm-hmm. or all those little kind of things. I don't do any major hard thinking on Wednesdays. You know, it's kind of like that's not a my... really that's a really good point because I I feel like I had to give myself permission to do that. Um, yep. You know, it's another one of those. You and I've talked about that. I need permission <laughs> to change this thinking or do whatever. I I feel like I have to give myself permission to say it's okay if you can still get everything else. You know, if you could, you've just got to get these systems together to get things done because that paperwork stuff has been staring at me for, you know, the pile keeps growing. You know, receipts and, yeah. and oh, invoices and things I need to file, things are just, and, and I noticed that 
that during the week as it goes, the piles start to get a little, mm, just everything's just starting to close in on me. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, if I just, if I just have to have a day and the best day, because I'm always home and I'm always distracted from getting the shipments out on a Wednesday. And I thought, just keep that train, keep, you know, just keep going with that kind of stuff um, that doesn't have anything to do with processing, all that kind of stuff, and then hit it hard on Thursday or, you know, whatever. That's, that's, exactly, so, that's exactly what I do. Exactly. It's not funny. Yeah, you know, but, and it'll be, and it'll clean up. Oh, you I, you, you and I were sisters in another life, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, and so that's kind of a lesson for everybody who's listening. Listen to yourself and know when your downtime is and when you're your most productive or I like to say smartest. I'm smartest in the morning, you know. Do the important stuff that takes those smarts at that time and then do the routine doesn't don't have to be a hundred percent stuff at the time when you're not so smart, mm-hmm. you know? And I like, think uh, Charlene, I think you have a A push. I was thinking about this um, the other day about a push to to. Uh, it's not just a to do list type thing, right? It's this: the shipments come in, and that and that stuff's got to go out. Now, when you go to a trade show and you come back and you have, you know, the fort built with all yeah. the boxes, yeah. you yeah. know, you're not. It's not going to be the same thing because I'm pretty sure you've talked about stuff comes in and you work it, it you you know you get that shipment all of that done, so it's manageable, obviously a daily manageable mm-hmm. thing, yeah, and some days I'm guessing it's shorter than others, definitely, definitely look. Yesterday was a foreshortening because we had no power, but I was pretty much done with work, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I and I like getting it done because then it's done and it doesn't sit there and stare at me in the face. That, right. You know, so so by by just doing it as it comes, for me, it works for me. Ron doesn't like doing that. He likes letting it build up. Um, right. But that's his business, and that's why we don't work in business together, you know, because we do it right. this way differently. Um, I just – and also I think part of it is I'm, I'm really competitive. You know that. Um, mm-hmm. That probably yeah. comes from sports and stuff. And I want to win by making my numbers as big as possible within mm-hmm. those limitations I've set myself. So the only way I can do that is keep sending more stuff in to sell it, you know. So, right. um, so um, you know, so- if you – so there's a whole thing about um, stuff, you know, either I, I mean, I order things and they come in and um, I, there are times when I have just ordered so much that there's, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to deal with this mentally. I, I physically, of course, I know exactly how you just keep going. Right. But mentally there's this thing where it just, it, it keeps coming, you know, right now Mm -hmm. at this moment, like today, I'm all, I'm caught up with pretty much with what's new. Um, We'll talk about in the thrifting for profit podcast about 
catching up with what's old. But, you know, everything that's new, I'm pretty much caught up with that. But last month, I was doing big, big orders from places. And mm-hmm. and most of it had listings and stuff. So it wasn't like I was creating a lot of new listings or anything. It was just a lot of it. And everything has to be you know, all of our little yeah. processes that we do, bagged and tagged and all this stuff. And every day he was driving up, I wasn't, I mean, the pile, the pile would go down a little bit and then it would get large. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and then yeah. the pile would go down some. And it was that it wasn't going down to the floor. And then I don't mind if it goes to the floor, it's clean. And then the pile starts again. That's mm-hmm. for the next day. That is completely different than that feeling of, like you said, when you come back from the trade show and there's this mountain and you know you can't do it in a day and then the UPS guy comes and picks up what you did get done and then brings you even more. Exactly. So there's an internal thing, and I I know you'll know exactly what I'm saying. This is not a happy thing because you spent, and it is a, it's money. It's money it's that's like, not being made. It's money that's out of your pocket. What I much. do when I have a ton of stuff like that, like the, I'm now semi caught up in the trade show. I have three smallish boxes of stuff that I need to make listings for, but I've gotten down from that sort of boxes. What I do, and this may be good for you, or it may be the opposite of what you should do, but just think about it. I do the easiest stuff first. The mm-hmm. stuff I can whip out the fastest, which means if it's a company and it's all replenishable, get rid of those first before I touch anything with the new listings. Because then the box is gone. Okay, that one's gone. Yeah. The other thing I'll do, all things being equal, is I will do the biggest stuff first. Because mm-hmm. then that gives you more space, and because you don't have as much there, it feels like you're making more right. progress. So that's how I do it. Uh, some people say, no, do the hard stuff first. But I kind of say, no, do the easy stuff that you oh, can get back I, I out try the to door do, fast. I, yeah, I try to do, I do exactly the same. I try to do, and it, and it is counterintuitive to what you, you, your head says, get all that hard stuff done. But no, I'll, yeah. get, I'll get five boxes out of all the stuff that's just bam, bam, bam. And then all the stuff that has to be, you know, done, it's a that's the stuff that you sit there and you go, yeah. oh, my God. And then they bring in another, you know, the yeah, delivery guy, box. my husband, yep. another few boxes. And yep. I am um, sorting when I when that happens, I do a lot of that sorting by, um, okay, so if it's shoes, it's all going in this area. And if it's, you know, shirts, it's going in this area mm. and if it's all my you know and then he'll bring in a load of um stuff that doesn't have anything to do with clothing like from one of my suppliers right this is not arbitrage but one of my suppliers or something and it's like sort of uh switch gears and say okay all of that has to go tomorrow right mm-hmm. and i don't know why that is it's just that it's stuff that's already it's all listed in and most of it doesn't have to be Right. Um, doesn't have to have so much touching, you know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to have so much processing. So I know it goes in and goes out and it's re- most of it's replenishables and you just 
I know in my head that that your your standing on Amazon will just be better if you just keep those replenishables consistent. So, definitely, definitely. Now, speaking of, let's just speaking of before we run out of time here. Speaking of um, replenishables, so I I started t- talking about this earlier and um I have been on one kind of niche, I guess you would call it, uh, train for, mm-hmm. it's actually several, but it's kind of all melded together in my head. And things are just, uh, you and I have talked privately about, you know, there's been some just something wonky. I don't know if it's... Um, the way Amazon works or if it's, you know, just the stuff isn't as popular or, and I've also said, I think there's a lot of China sellers on a lot of this stuff type of thing, not my listings, but same, you know, if you did searches mm-hmm. for stuff. And so sales on that kind of thing were just, are, are slowly dwindling and I'm not making as nearly as many orders with those suppliers for that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's, depressing that's the i mean in all in all the great big scheme of things that's the biggest best word i can think of is that it's it's depressing because you think you have this lock and you're just going to grow that area you know like you talked about there's a life cycle for everything though you know and, and I think it'll. I think it could come back. You know, some of it could come back. It's and I still carry all of it. Just am not. I, I mean, it's all being carried. I'm all. I'm carrying it all. So, or mm-hmm. meaning that I have inventory and stock in almost all of it, unless unless people just are stupid and they jump in and are selling it for stupid, silly, low prices, right? Then um, I just I might have one in there with the high price and and just wait. If it if it sells, it's like then I'll go look at the page and see okay what happened to those people because you know people yeah. fall off. We talk about yeah. that with all kinds of sourcing, retail arbitrage or wholesale or whatever it is that it, stuff can turn into bad sellers and in and within a year it can be a good seller again because all those people that didn't make much money on it are like you know this yeah like that company <laughs> that went out of business and I bought all their stuff on Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I have to say, when I, I, I have a lot of SKUs. I have like twenty five hundred active SKUs, um, which means I can't spend a lot of time checking each product page out once I've right. listed it. You know, I check it mm-hmm. when I list it the first time. So I use Inventory Lab to, um, to replenish. You know, because I like the way it shows. I can put my cost in and it'll show me the ROI and the buy box right. and all that kind of stuff. I have noticed for a lot of stuff, the price is creeping up, on particular in the, the jewelry thing. Not big jumps, but, you know, it's slowly creeping up. Every mm-hmm. time I replenish them, it seems to be creeping up, and I think maybe that's because we got rid of that one company they went out of business who was tanking the prices for everybody right and the people that are left are like smart enough to realize well why should we sell it this cheap we don't have to you know right there you go so So, um those are some of the things that you from experience 
and being in, you know, on Amazon for a while that you start taking, you have to take the time to think that though. Does it yeah. take the time yeah. to say, can I raise my price a little bit, you know? And because I am not one that likes to uh, uh, hold on to anything, you know, stuff for a year. Oh my nope. gosh. Some nope. of that stuff I don't want to. crazy. I don't. I don't want that pile, even if it's not in my own home. I don't want that pile. But because it, it, there is a psych. As I said, I think I called it psychic weight to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Ed, yeah. who has gotten rid of his Star Wars toys that taint. I bet Ed feels a lot better now because it's gone. You know, yeah. it's 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 it's, it's off gone. my mind. It's gone. I learned from it. You know, we've all mm-hmm. had lines like that that things don't work, and you learn from it. And you say it's gone. And I'll just it, be a little smarter got, next time. You got to not be emotionally tied to. It's a lot of money, you know. A lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but sometimes you just have to. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next. Um, in the thrifting for profit one is about the emotional tie to things, but. Um, so it's depressing that this stuff was dwindling, and so uh, all these things were are you know were starting to affect my complete train of thought or or my business my my mm-hmm. you know my train of thought was going in one direction and yet all this stuff was effect you know when you look at your numbers it's not going to where you want it to be <laughs> it's not going in the right direction and at the first of the year i thought well i'm i'm level but i'm more profitable or you know those kinds of things and you really start you know as the year goes on things are just not looking right and so i had to do i had to you know jump start something something had to happen yeah that, exactly um, and it was, I'd been to some wholesale shows, right? I'd been uh, getting, you know, contacting and getting catalogs and all that stuff. And I read, I believe it was in your group, more than once. Yeah, it had to be in your group. More than once. <clears throat> because I think I had said this about my slow start, my wanting to have this big fast start but but it was actually being a very slow start of of transitioning into wholesale and and a couple others were saying that uh yeah the stuff that you know they'd gotten some but it they were not they're not the same it they don't the stuff doesn't sell the velocity isn't there as the same mm-hmm. as as we're used to those of us that are in um arbitrage you know with low ranking stuff or whatever. Right. And the, the, I'm used, I'm used to that. that right. I'm used to that for certain things, but, but when your whole, everything is just, just tied up, it just feels like it's tied up on Amazon. There's some kind of constriction there and you're working, shipping things in and things are just have this constriction. You can't get any, you can't get any traction. You still aren't mm-hmm. getting any traction. And so I just had to um, figure, you know, I had to figure out the next thing. You, of course, you have to. That's what you have to do because I'm that's not your job to. as a business owner, right? Is right. You have can't just you've identified there. the problem. Now, how do I fix it? You know. Right. Right. So I um, have not given up on any of my, you know, where I want to be. I still have that big picture in my head 
that I had from the first of the year. We both do, uh, hubby and I, we both do. But, um, you know, what, what, what's, it's the what's next thing. What, what can I do to fix this? What, what, so that's what I've done. And I am so pleased that I did. And it's, um, a little bit, there are times when I sit here, especially like right now when I'm talking to you, that it feels, um, I'm anxious. It, it's, mm-hmm. I know it's the right thing right now, right now, but it's not the big picture. It's not going, taking me towards my big picture. So there's that anxiety pull of, of, you know, you're not going in the right direction. Although it's working, you know, you feel like you're not going in the right direction. Obviously, I did for that moment because it's definitely working um, and it's completely online arbitrage and, and retail arbitrage, which is, you know, when it's massive, taking massive action and going and learning, you know, this is, and I love it. I love it. You know, I love, um, I'm very happy when the stuff, when I'm online and I'm finding the stuff and I'm getting it in and I know it's good and I know it makes a profit and I'm, um, and you haven't had to go out in hundred degree heat to find it. (laughs) Yeah, I did last week. It was, um, a big thing over in, um, in, in Bolo Mart in, uh, Eleanor's group over in Bolo Mart, you know, about what's happening in stores and stuff. And so we did three days of heavy going out like I do, you know, during uh, November, right, going out Mm -hmm. and it's hot, it's hot and it's late and I'm tired and I'm hungry, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) And all said and done, um, when I came back and I went through everything and I got the stuff shipped in and all that stuff, I, it's not worth it. It was a push to get me to do it. I remember doing it last year and thinking it wasn't worth it. Right. And, it, and once again, I did it again, uh, just to, and it you wasn't know, worth it. It was not, um, there are some parts of it that are going to be great, but overall great big picture. Um, this town, this, my town it's not mm-hmm. is not conducive to uh what that kind of sh- of sourcing mhm uh, no i get it i get it sales. and here's, so, here's the thing about you know doing the whole wholesale thing you know it it is hard to find sources because you know you either are competing with amazon or you have somebody who doesn't want to sell on amazon right. or you've got some bozo who's the only seller and the price is ridiculously low. You know, there's all these things. And I think for you, it was probably compounded because you'd been successful in retail arbitrage and in thrifting and all that. So you had mm-hmm. this level of success. And wholesale does not build up fast like um, right. other things do. You know, it, it is a slower way to build a business. I think it was harder for you having had the success in the other parts than it is for somebody who's brand new, who doesn't know what kind of speed to expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, and that's the thing is that I have to continue to, you know, I have set a very lofty goal for for this year and um, for growth. 
And uh, it may not happen, but uh, it's a very lofty, you know, it's one mm-hmm. of those, you know, an obnoxious goal, right? And so it's it's feasible, but um, it may not happen because of the first of the year where I wasn't having that growth. I'm having to play catch up. Now, I caught myself early enough in the year where hopefully that won't won't be a, you know, I'm certainly not going to. At least to, it's not September I'm not going when you caught it. Yeah, yeah. I no longer feel like I'm level or going back. You know, I was starting to feel like Mm -hmm. I was going backwards and that's not good. So I did find, for for instance, I found, this is the oddest story. And and I know we're going to be ending this. This will be a good one to end the podcast with. Very odd story. So I'm online and I'm, I'm diligently looking for, you know, wholesale places to buy wholesale stuff. And I find one of those other people are in the chat will know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you will, Charlene, but you probably will because you're smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> um, it's one of those websites that um, it's like a group of uh, businesses or uh, manufacturers or, you know, whatever, um, products, brands are all going through um they'll it, it there's reps on there you can see reps on there for different lines and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but it's all on one website mm-hmm. and and supposedly you're supposed to be able to order from this website right you just apply to the one thing and get in I know with, what you mean yep okay so so but the website is one of those, you know, they're they're not very good at this. This is not they're not very good at this. This company, so website was horrible. Good for finding um, catalogs, right? You mm-hmm. could view the catalogs online. You could see the price list. You could place orders online. All things I love, right? I love all that kind of stuff. So, um, but. It just it kept timing out and logging me out and oh, and geez. sending me to the wrong pages and then uh, I get to the point where I'm placing an order and I, I there's no confirmation no email no nothing so I figured well that order didn't go through and I have the name of this company sitting here on my desk okay I, and the name of the rep that's locally you know closest to me okay that's on my list to contact them and and see if i can just get in with the rep and you know go that direction right mm-hmm. uh well i just something i don't know fell through it fell through the cracks right fell through the cracks so that ball got dropped. All of a sudden, that order, like six weeks later, that order shows up. And oh, so, and you've so, forgotten about it. Well, I, I mean, I, I knew immediately when I saw it. I'm like, wow, huh? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, first of all. I don't know. I have a few wholesale accounts and a few supplier accounts and stuff does not take six weeks ever to get to me. And this is not like these were new products. These are already listed on Amazon products. 
And so I, I'm like, what? And I'm so I, and I, and I haven't contacted them again uh, or, you know, personally to say, okay, did, did it take this long to get the order from the company that has the website or are you guys? Yeah. Oh, so, um, so I, I listed it all, um, put it up on Amazon and, uh, shipped it in. It was, um, because I hadn't been to a show, because I hadn't touched this stuff, I get it, and there's prep work that I wasn't thinking about. Oh, so that hurt. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. It's so it was okay, but it was like okay, I have to pay attention to that as well. So if they take the, you know, here's all these things, right? So if they take this long to ship to you. Um, you know, and they and they charge shipping, which of course, you know, I'm not always used to that, right? So, and that's another thing you have to get your head around when you're doing wholesale is there's going to be shipping. <laughs> well, no, and, not necessarily because some right, will, not necessarily, will offer free but, over a certain price. But right. yeah, it's not like you're ordering you from have, Amazon where shipping's free. Right. It's a, it's something you have to say. Okay, how much do I have to order to get the shipping, or if if there right. is shipping? What's the percentage? All of those things that are not normally in my head. So, and then there's this, I take it out of the, you know, and and line everything up and stuff. And I'm like, this is so cool. I love this. But there's obviously, I'm like, oh yeah, this is not going to be just bag and tag or or tag, right? Because they were in bags, tag. It's got to be protected better. So that's also a thing that I'm like, oh, that took a while. And so I get them shipped in, and that's great. Uh, I price them where um, I'm like, wow, I can make some money at this stuff, right? And I and they get checked in, and I sell two right away. And I'm like, hoo-hoo, the two most popular patterns, right, color and pattern, mm-hmm. uh, sold out right away. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make a note of that because when I get ready to you know, go back to this company, I'm going to order those again, right? That's great. Um, the other stuff, not so much, the rest of it, not so much. It sells, I'm, it's, it's a surprise. You know, when I see a sale, I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's a surprise, you know, (laughs) I'm like, great. That's great. It's sold. But I don't, I'm not used to anything that takes several weeks to sell or, you know, and of course some of the patterns and, and colors are not, have not sold yet at all. And because um, I just bought, I was doing the whole, I'll buy two of every color and pattern, which was not, which was maybe 20, not even 24 SKUs. So we're not talking. Mm-hmm. And it's not hugely expensive. I think each one costs $5. So I could get to their minimum order, you know, just by doing that because I wanted mm-hmm. to see before I bought anything bigger, because right. I can see other sellers. And so um, I I feel like that velocity of sales thing is can be very discouraging for people who are going into wholesale. And I kind of oh, heard... Oh, yeah, yeah, it can. Um, and that's what keeps a lot of people out of it, which is better for us who are willing to build slow and steady um, mm-hmm. as opposed to 
you know, expecting, you know, the the $50,000 months your first go out, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, you and I have been around the block on Amazon enough to know that we've seen so many big sellers come and go, come and go, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, either, you know, they, they realize that their margins are way too slim or they got suspended or whatever. You know, there's been a ton of them that are, that are all in this, this fast, 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 you know, and maybe it's because we're a bit older um, mm-hmm. that, that we realize that, you know, not everything will last. Mm-hmm. Um, and building a business fast can get out of control really easily. Your costs can spiral out of control because you're not the only one seeing everything, you know. All right. of a sudden you have, you have oh. payroll and you have rent and all of that. And, you know, in the end of the day, the guy who sold $20 million on Amazon last year may or may not make more money than I did, you know, right. selling right. half a million dollars. Yeah, how much taxes um, did you pay, guy? <laughs> yeah, way too, yeah, I paid way too much. <laughs> yeah, I paid way rude, too much taxes, yeah. Rude awakening on that one. Um, but, yeah, so, so you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking that for you, because you had that success with retail and thrifting, that it was kind of a rude awakening. Dang, you know, a lot of Here's, this, I don't know, sales ranks question. to go on. If, if uh, say, for instance, this product, because I feel like this is, um, this is, this is a, this is, this is a product line that's not my norm, you know, this is my new niche product line, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, most, uh, uh, the the things I sold right away, obviously other people were out of stock on, and I made, you know, I say I bought it for five, including everything, right, shipping or whatever, mm-hmm. and I sold it for close to 20. Um, but, well done. Uh, some of the things are like the way that they're showing up to me is I might make, and this, this is definitely not something I want to um, I, I'm taking. I'm, I'm saying all of this not as you should buy five dollar. Everybody should buy five dollar products to sell for fifteen or ten or whatever, because five dollar products are not where I'm headed. I was just doing a test with this company, right? So, mm-hmm. but so it that would be great if I could buy just those colors and those patterns that sold for that and do that. I have a feeling that it was just because other sellers were not, you know, they'd run out or whatever. Um, uh, You know, it always takes study, a little bit of study to kind of pay attention to all that stuff. Well, what if uh, the other, all the products say all, almost all of them sold for, you know, 50, 60%, uh, ROI. So, um, say, say I'm buying it, say I'm buying it for $10 and instead of being able to sell it for, you know, like 28 and making $10, I'm having to to sell it and make it make about five or six dollars, right? Well, okay. Here's so, my question on that. Um, I'm gonna I want to walk through this with you. So, okay, that's it. To me, it all depends on how much prep it takes. That I'm fine with buying something for ten, and and you know I would even say if it's stuff that doesn't take anything but putting a label on it, 
or putting it in a poly bag in a label that's fast, easy, small, light, I'm fine with it. I'm fine I with understand it. that, Charlene, but what about because they, they, I'm, I'm used to, okay, if it sells fast, and I understand, you know, it sells fast and I don't have a load of prep work. Each one I can do pretty fast, right? Mm-hmm. And it sells pretty fast. I'm okay making less than, you know, doubling my money. I'm okay with that because it's turning my money. But right. Then you're saying, you know, this other hand where I'm saying, okay, I got it and it's got all this prep and I know everything in their line is going to take prep. So if I go to the more expensive things, it's going to take this prep work. And it could be that at certain times of the year, like maybe in the holidays or something, that the, the you know, sales would be, off, you know, really off the charts, but the rest of the year it's, it's this prep work and the money tied up and then it sits and yet maybe you only have two of each thing, but you've got, you know, several thousand dollars invested in this company and it not sit like, I don't mean like sit in the warehouse and got to get rid of it, sit, you know, six months later. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, get rid of that. I'm just saying that the, if the sales are, you know, maybe one a month or two a month on each of the SKUs. And so that to me is like, Oh, maybe this is not the, maybe that. Do you think it's that, that it's a color issue or something Mm. like that? Meaning, the popular colors will sell and those that aren't so popular won't. And that's something that I want to sit there and go go through because I can see, well, yeah, I mean, the first ones that sold it was like, yeah, those were my favorite, right? Okay. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that was my favorite. So it may be that I need to sit there and go, okay, let's cherry pick. I, I don't, I, cherry I pick. was exactly. trying not to exactly. cherry pick. I was trying not to cherry pick. And give, but why not? I was trying to give. I was trying to give all the kids the oh, same level of love, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes, you were. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I but like you said pick. earlier about the yarn, that the gals said these are the top ten best sellers, and so right. if I go to a rep now, now that I have this in my head, I can see these things of saying, okay, so if I'd gone to the rep. Or if I go back to the rep and say, okay, this is the whole line, and this is what these are what I've bought, this is what I, what I've sold and hasn't sold, and you know I see these other sellers and and all this kind of stuff, and and kind of having a conversation about okay, what's what's uh, the top selling of these patterns? How long do these patterns and styles stay? consistent right you, that, does yeah this company does this company change styles and patterns every year do they because i don't know it you know this is completely out of my bailiwick right my whole what i know completely out of what i know and uh which is good for me i feel like it's really good for me i'm i'm stretching into a completely you know just with this one thing it's giving me a little stretch and it's giving mm-hmm. me some thought processes that will hold that will that will be good for me to grow to grow this is uh, so i'm fine with this and of course the, the is, minimum order was like it's 250 it's time so. it's the perfect time to learn from your rep you know mm-hmm. um 
because and I can tell you, I I did the same thing um, that I did with yarn with a bag company. Um, I picked out the styles that I liked that I know I've seen people you know use and all that, and then I picked out the colors I liked, and then I asked. Okay, after I picked it all, I said, what is your best-selling color? Because she has like eight different patterns. They're fabric patterns, you know. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, by far, the pink twall, you know, that, that old-fashioned-looking. Right. Well, I hate pink and I hate twall. But mm-hmm. am I going to take pink twall if it's like by far her best-seller? You're darn right I am. Right, I don't right. have to love it or use it, you know. I like the product itself. doesn't mean I have to love the color, you know. Um, and that's kind of a like, oh, yeah, I need to get out of my head on that. That just because I don't like pink doesn't mean there aren't bazillions of people out there who love pink, you know? Mm-hmm. So I bit the bullet and I ordered all the styles that I was getting in other colors in pink also. So we'll see. They're on their way into Amazon now. Um, and we'll see how it goes, you know? Maybe you we'll go. find out that that on Amazon, pink isn't the biggest. But I'm guessing she's probably right because she knows her product and she's been in business like 10 years, mm-hmm. you know? So um, so we'll see. So I may have had this kind of a back door into this kind of company because it was one of those landed on this website thing, you know, all this thing. And, I, and now I'm going to put it on my notes and everything. Now that I've seen the stuff sells and, you know, will sell and all that. And um, this company does a lot of show, uh, trade shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can see, I, they, I get emails there in Atlanta. They're here, they're there, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So a big company, well-known brand, um, not, and so, it, you know, it may not be something that I, I carry through, and, and continue to carry. It was a really good test on my part, though. A really good... Well, it was one of those things that that by me contacting a sales rep, I'll, I'll do that next and have conversations with them. That's my training right there. Whether I end up carrying this line or not, I've learned to pay attention to, okay, what really am I going to have to do once I buy this? Because I'm thinking they're going to come in and I'm just going to be able to ship it right out, you know. So, I totally agree that it was a inexpensive lesson, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah it was less than a $300 and talking to the rep will be free and and yeah. maybe they'll they'll start telling me about new things they're coming up with or, and you know. And he, he may rep other lines too that you don't mm-hmm. know about, you know. Oh, yeah, because, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of reps um, – carry more than one line, you know, so you may find right. something that you never had an inkling was out there and that could be really valuable too. So, you know, and what does one college credit cost now? A lot more than $250, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. can figure this is towards your, and I, your MBA. I think, and it's very slow. That's the thing is I'm not letting that be my frustration hold me back thing it's just i'm just chipping away at it chipping away Mm -hmm. at it and so some people in our group are are much more jump in and 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 have had success finding lots of different things and and but everybody's brain works differently and everybody's mindset works differently and everybody's experience is different and i think my experience is is 
with retail arbitrage and thrifting and all that has is giving me a different perspective than than other other sellers who haven't done so much of that that maybe I'm just more frustrated because of that. I think so. And I yeah. think because you had a, a rocky, slow start at the beginning of the year, it is kind of still hanging over you a bit. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and you need to just say, yeah, that's over. It's done. It's I've learned from it. Now I just need to keep pushing forward um, with, you know, continuing to put the regular stuff in the replenishables that you're selling and mm-hmm. keep looking for more stuff and more stuff. That's, you know, that's 99% of our job as um, buyers for our company, because that's what we are, is finding mm-hmm. the new stuff. Um, and um, you've got tools to help you in that, you know, you now know about reps and what they can and can't do and how they can help you. And the more you do it, the better it will get, you know. The more you do it. So the more you talk to a rep, um, they're scary at first because you kind of feel like they have your, their, mm-hmm. your business in their hands. Mm-hmm. But um, go in knowing that, that they only get paid if they sell stuff. So they'll try mm-hmm. to sell you stuff that may not work for you, but then they also know their products really well. You know, yeah. um, like um, even though this woman isn't technically a rep, the one who owns the company and says pink outsells everything like, like crazy. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair um, statement from her because she always, already knew I was buying her products. Mm-hmm. I just need a direction as to which would be best, you know? So, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's an awesome thing that you were building that relationship up yeah, with, so. with all these different people. I, I love it when we have these conversations and you're you're bringing up these little things and it's like, okay, so I've already told you I'm going to be buying all this stuff. I've yeah, already exactly. you know, I've already started the order, right? It's but not, now so I need like to know. Sell me on the product, right? She already right. sold me on the product, you know. But like, what am I? What am I missing? And if she didn't bring that up, I mean, it seems to me like she would have, but she didn't. And so you, you're like, what am I missing, right? And so yeah. pink. That's <laughs> right, right. Pink, oh, pink. Yeah. I also have to right, tell you, darling. she did. I have one other thing about her, which is kind of funny. Um, her products are very distinctive. Um, once you've seen them, you'll know you would know the style and all that. And we were walking the show floor, and I saw a woman with like a market tote bag, you know, um, which is one of the things in her line. And I said, "That's got to be one of the the company's bags." Mm-hmm. But it was a zebra print, and there was no oh. zebra print in her booth. She had like seven different prints of fabric, mm-hmm. um, and there was no zebra. So at the end of the day, you had to go by her booth to leave the show. So I went back by, and I said, "Hey." you're holding out on me. And she kind of looked at me like, oh, my God. What? I said, I just saw one of your bags in a zebra print walking by. And she laughed, and she goes, yeah, that was one a print we discontinued last year, and we brought a new print in. You know, she has to keep mm-hmm. the styles changing. And I said, oh, really? And she says, yeah, we have some stuff back in the warehouse. Yay. Um, <laughs> not a ton, but we have some, and we'll give it to you for 20% off the wholesale price. And I'm there like, you go. okay, send me a list of what you have. So she did, and I ordered like four of everything. That, or not everything, but the stuff I thought would be good. And right. then I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, I looked at the numbers she had left. A lot of them I left her with like one or two of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, in, in these styles. And I thought, I'm going to send her an email, and I'm going to see if she'll like do, if I take everything she has left in the zebra, 
would she do it for like 40% off wholesale? Right. So I'm going to send that email today and see what happens. That's what I was just thinking that. Just take it off. If it's sitting there, take, take it, it off, off. Yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Clean it. Clean up her pile. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it's done. So we'll see. I don't think she had more than like 10 of something. So I'm That's okay awesome. with it because, yeah, it'll last. You know, this the style will... You know, the, there's only so much you can do with knitting bags and stuff, you know, so it's not like they're going to go bad or anything. And so. it's zebra. It's zebra, yeah. Yeah, zebra. And I because I gave her my card and I said, see why you were holding out on me? So anyway, mm-hmm. we better go. Right. Um, okay. We'll, Thanks we'll so much. Be, yeah, the two of us, Deborah and I, will be on Thrifting for Profit live in about 45 minutes. And you can always catch replays of all of the podcasts on Wholesale Sourcing Experts at the same link. The link never changes. So thanks for sharing your experiences, Deborah. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. Thanks. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.